0: Jesus, your glory, power, And what today is on the air, folks. Bill Wilbur, pastor of the Gamboy Union Church, we are with you to share the good news of Jesus Christ. He's alive, folks. He is alive. We need to say that not just at Easter time or Holy Week or Lent or times of year or even at Easter uh, and Christmas, I wanted to say, but We need to shout those words all year long because being alive, we will live forever with him. Every week as I go into the Renaissance prison, those guys are glad to see us. I'm not their father, but in some cases I'm their spiritual father, and they really look forward To us being there and we share some munchies with them, but we share the word of God with them. Last week when I was in, we didn't have any munchies and one of the guys said, That's all right. That's all right. We just are glad you're here and you give us the bread of life. That really counts as well. I want to take you to Azusa Street Revivals again from the book They Told Me Their Stories. You can order this book by going to Azusa Stories. Dot com. azusa is spelled a-z-u-s-a azusastories.com and this has the testimonies of people who were eyewitnesses and being part of them. some of them were teenagers or in their early 20s at the time of the azusa street revival at the turn of the century 1906 through 1910 in azusa street california uh, san uh, los angeles i want to say And these are some of the most amazing, amazing miracles. And when the power of God was doing so many miracles, there were two different phenomena that happened. And one was the blazing fire above the horse stable that had been renovated, they were using, and uh, the fire coming down from heaven and going up from the fire sta- uh, the horse table. And the fire department came on three different occasions and uh, there was no fire that they could see to put out because it was the fire of God. But inside, they could not see the fire, but they were experiencing a powerful move of the Holy Spirit. Fire is not unusual in the Scriptures if you start thinking about it, how the call of Moses took place at the burning bush that wasn't consumed and uh, the char- of Elijah was taken up in a the chariot of fire. I should say Elijah was taken up in the chariot of fire. The fire of God is like it fell on Pentecost. It says flames of fire came and split off and the tongues rested on each one and they were ignited with the power of God. And so uh, also inside the stable, inside the, the meeting place, was like a heavy dew, a heavy mist. And uh, the Shekinah glory representing the presence of God, like in the Old Testament where the um, tabernacle was, where the high priest would go in and the priest and the people would gather around and Moses would meet. And there would be the, the tabernacle with the, uh, the Shekinah glory, the pillar of the cloud above it and also about the fire you know the fire the pillar of fire led them at night through the wilderness different testimonies some I've shared on other programs and I shared part of this one but I want to share the whole one at this time is about a name a guy by the name they just simply call him brother Fox and this uh, story was a uh, um, held in memory by a man by the name of Tommy Welchel who knew these people in the 1960s. He was a teenager at the time, and he went to this place like a retirement home where many of the people who had been eyewitnesses of the Azusa Street Revival, now they were retired, and they were staying there. And he would go and uh, spend hours with them and um, hear their stories, and eventually he recorded them. And so he's saying, um, he would share with me that he was awestruck by the movement of God and how the manifestation of God's power varied according to the degree of the manifestation of the Shekinah glory. The thicker the cloud, the greater the miracles. He was also in awe of Brother William Seymour, who was the leader of this, if you could say a human being who was a coordinator there. Fox said that this man had to be a very deep man of God. Fox was present at the miracle when the man's arm grew out of the socket. During that experience, Brother Fox heard from God that he himself would have miracles like William Seymour's, but in a foreign country, a word that proved itself over and over again as Brother Fox labored for years in India. Fox took the anointing with him when he left Azusa, but he could not take with him the Shekinah glory. He explained to me that as far as he could tell, the Shekinah glory was unique to the Azusa Street Revival. While at Azusa, Brother Fox went around being used by God to heal everybody he could. He loved to pray for the deaf and for the mute. He would pray for them and whisper in each ear, You deaf spirit, you come out in the name of Jesus. He said he could hear a little pop and then a wishing sound as the ear would be healed. Then he would go to the next person and do the same. If they couldn't talk, he laid hands on their necks. He said, I'm not one of those who would stick my hand down their throat. They might get excited and bite a finger off, he's told me, that uh, in an excited way. He said that he prayed in the name of Jesus, and sometimes they would start talking. Most of the time, though, they would have to learn how to talk, but they would at least start making audible sounds. Brother Fox remembers a man with his neck blackened by a cancer that had eaten up his throat and leaving him unable to talk. Fox prayed for him, laying hands on the lump that protruded from his neck. Looking down at the blackened area after prayer, Brother Fox said, I don't see anything happening. Something is wrong here. He asked the man, are you believing? The man nodded his head. Well, let's do it again. With those words, Brother Fox prayed again. This time, when he took his hands away, the blackness and the lump were gone. He commanded the man, talk. The man blurted out, I can't. Fox said, say that again? The man realized that a miracle had taken place and he could talk. The cancer was gone and his throat was restored. Immediately, the man started rejoicing and shouting. Brother Fox just stood there being the reserved gentleman that he was, but you could see the smile as he stood in awe of the miracle right before him. God was preparing Brother Fox for great and mighty works in India. One lesson he was taught by the Spirit was that you didn't have to heal people one at a time. He recalled when a sign language teacher brought his class of totally deaf people from a school for the deaf to the meeting. If you want to teach them to sign, Why did you bring them to a place where they would get healed, he asked. You're going to be out of a job because these people are going to be healed tonight. Brother Fox took the teacher by the surprise when he said that. The teacher responded with apparent disbelief. Well, you're talking like they're all going to get healed. Well, they are. They all are going to be healed, Brother Fox spoke, emboldened by God's spirit. This was a group of around 35 deaf people. Without wavering, Brother Fox gestured and told them all to join hands and form a circle. He looked at the teacher standing nearby and told the teacher, Evidently, you don't have much faith, so stand off to the side. Now, I'm going to lay hands on this man and start with him. Immediately, Fox realized that they couldn't understand a word he was saying, and the teacher was laughing at him because he too understood that they couldn't hear him. Without hesitation, Brother Fox simply whispered in the first man's ear and told the spirit to come out. The miracle was immediate. As soon as the once deaf man could hear, he got excited. And when the others saw his excitement and that he could hear, they started getting healed one by one like a line of dominoes. In just a few minutes, all of them were healed. Fox had only touched the first man in the circle. From that point on, God took over and allowed his power to flow through the connected hands, touching each and everyone gathered in the circle. I sat and listened to Brother Fox tell his stories both from Azusa and from India and the mighty miracles God used him to perform. I couldn't help but remember the words spoken in the Gospel of John. Jesus told his disciples in John 14, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he also do, and greater works than these shall he also do. That's John 14, verse 12. Brother Fox had a strong and mighty belief in the power of Jesus. He went to God's workshop and saw with his very eyes the wonder-working power of God. He was used of God as Azusa to perform mighty works and took the lessons he had learned at Azusa and applied them to his work in India. There the blind found sight, the lame could walk, the sick found health, And mighty healings were commonplace. The Spirit of God worked mightily through Brother Fox. The only thing he didn't have was that Shekinah glory appear. Now most of you in Radioland are saying, I never heard of Brother Fox. Well, I never did either till I started reading this. In fact, most of these people in here, aside from William Seymour, I never heard of either. John G. Lake, I heard of, he was only a teenager, and later he went on to Africa and had a mighty miracle ministry there. But these other people, sister so-and-so, sister so-and-so, but God used them in a mighty, mighty way, showing us that even today, God uses people with no special name, no special calling, as we would say, no special certificates or degrees or credentials, but he used people simply who were in the right place at the right time doing what God wanted them to do. Now, I just read something uh, recently about the fact that there is a 24-7 prayer meeting movement in England. Now, I've told you about the one from Kansas City that's been going 10 years. Recently, they celebrated their 10th anniversary going 24-7, day and night, nonstop. Shifting out every two hours with a different worship team. People coming from all over. Mighty, wonderful things have been happening there through prayer and through their healing rooms and prayer for Israel. It is extremely exciting. Well, it's a movement that has started in other places of the world. And one that had started in England has also uh, been going for 10 full years. 10 years. 24-7. All the time. And one of their targets has been the university campuses, the university campuses of the world. Because you see, the the haystack prayer meeting was back at the beginning of the 1800s. And then in 19, well, the haystack prayer meeting, what was that? That was where the meeting was a group of college students who met in a haystack, in a hayfield, meeting and praying for a movement of God for missions around the world. And God raised up students from Christian universities and other universities who went in great numbers around the world. And that was a mighty, mighty mission movement through the 1800s. And then in the early 1900s, there was another significant movement among college students. And now another hundred years has passed. Interesting, because the prophecy given, which is recorded here in this book as well as other places, that William Seymour We gave a prophecy in the early times of the 1900s at the Azusa Street that there was a hundred years later, God was going to visit the earth with another mighty awakening of his spirit. And many believe this is in preparation for the second coming of Jesus as multitudes are one to Christ around the world. I mean, there are ways of spreading revival and spreading the news of God's miracles and his mighty working hand and testimonies like never before with the internet and Facebook and Twitter and these other ways of sharing testimonies. You don't have to wait till the news picks this up or newsletters have to be sent around the world within moments. Testimonies are just released around the world in fact the revival meetings that are going on in different places of the world today are web streamed. that means through the internet it is being handled right into other people's homes around the world exactly what's happening in kansas city or in some of these other places through god tv and this movement of the prayer movement is not only in kansas city or in england but in other countries of the world people have gone to these prayer centers and taken this whole idea of the prayer movement back to their countries back to their cities back to their campuses which leads me to the fact that in the same way that in the last 200 years on the 100 year mark here there was a mighty movement among students for missions that here we are at a 100 year time right around the time of the prophecy given by William Seymour to take place 100 years later and revival is breaking out in different places of the world even today. I called this man Tommy Welchel on the phone not too long ago and I asked him about his book and asked him if he thinks that what we are seeing today is a fulfillment of this. And he says, oh yes, oh yes. I said, have you seen any of these creative miracles? He said, yes, I have. I've seen a hand grow out and uh, with the fingernails actually grow out on the next day they were in place. He says, I've seen it. And I've also seen in three different locations, this uh, Shekinah glory, this glory cloud of the Lord show up. Exciting times, but I want to get back to the fact of the people in England Whether there are 24-7 prayer meetings, they are targeting college campuses. Now, the International House of Prayer in Kansas City is also targeting campuses, but that is not their primary focus. But in England, that is their primary focus right now. Believing that students coming to Christ will come on in a mighty force, those who God anoints and will spread around the world. You know, there are thousands of international students that come to our universities in the United States, in England, Panama here too, who come from places where they're restricted in lands where uh, the gospel cannot be shared or preached with other people. And people can come to know the Christ. You know, this can be a, a great thing right here in Panama to pray for the international students, to pray for those who are come from shut up countries, those where the gospel is restricted Befriend them, invite them to a meal in a loving way. Uh, Find out what is going on in their life. Show them the love of Jesus. Invite them to your church. Invite them to a prayer meeting where there's the power of God. And, And let them experience the love and the power and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these mighty miracles we read about today. We thank you that, Lord, you are moving in the world today. We ask, Father, here in Panama that prayer centers would begin to spring up People, two, three, four, five, six in the house, maybe once a week, maybe a couple times a week, just beginning to re- have the power of God released in our midst, Lord. We pray for the international students of Panama, as they've come from other countries, Lord, that they would be touched here. That. Christians would befriend them and reach out to the internationals and not view them with suspicion, but view them as people that God has brought to be touched and they in turn will touch other people around the world. Father, we love you. We praise you. We ask for revival, Lord. Revival in our own hearts, that we would have a heart for the lost, that we would have a heart for the things that you have a heart for. In Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. Pour out your spirit on this radio audience today. Move in a mighty way. We give you thanks in advance, in Jesus' name. We love you. We praise your Lord. We honor you. Thank you, Father.